0: Now, somebody who has graced the pages of that magazine and website many a time is with me in studio now. Our chef guest of the month is Ryan Cole, who is from Salsify Restaurant, located in the famous Roundhouse in Camps Bay. And I'm embarrassed to say I've never dined there. Every time I drive past that turn-off, I say to myself, I've got to go. I've heard such amazing things about the restaurant. I've just actually never got there. So I'm coming at this as a complete novice. Judging by the food that has just been put in front of me, I'm really, really glad I scheduled this interview. Uh, the place, of course, opened opened in 2018. It has gone on to win numerous awards, including a three-star rating at the most recent Eat Out Awards. And uh, Ryan is with us in studio to tell us a little bit about the journey so far and his own background in food. Welcome, Ryan. Great to have you here.
1: Good afternoon, for How are you?
0: Oh, great, thanks. And you?
1: I was good until you said you've never been to Salsafi.
0: I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry, but I'm about to make up for it by at least tasting some of the dishes, which is my lucky day. Uh, before there was Salsafi, what was there in the life of Ryan Cole? What's your story in food?
1: So just before Salisbury, in, uh, 20, Salisbury opened 2018 in October, yep. and I opened it with Luke Del Roberts at the time. And before yep. that, I was head chef of the Test Kitchen.
0: Oh well, okay.
1: Yeah, there so I did I, have I've a had bit it of really.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so I was really lucky. I, I ran Test Kitchen for a few years with Luke, and okay. before that, I worked out in Franchuk uh, on a wine farm at Lamotte. Yeah. And before that, I was in the UK. I was training in London, so yeah, I've I've done I've done a few good good stints.
0: Okay, so training in London is uh, sounds glamorous, and I know from family experiences anything, but it's it's hardcore. But the experience that you get over there is is incredible, isn't it?
1: No, it is. It's it's best in the world. You you cut your teeth in really difficult places, but yeah. you, what you get out of it for me is is worth worth the struggle. It it was it was hard, but it was definitely worth it.
0: And how much has that influenced the kind of food you prepare today? Because obviously, South African context, South African ingredients, it's going to be radically different from what you would serve at a restaurant in London, or is it?
1: So I think the principles are the same. So the technique is really what you take away from it. I was lucky enough to work in a two-mission star restaurant, yeah. which is very produce-driven. And the chef, the chef had had two-mission stars for over 20 years. So, I Goodness. mean, he was, he was in his late, late 40s. His name was Phil Howard. He had a two-mission star restaurant called The Square. And he was all about, is it delicious? and then we make it look good. So I think that's really tied into sort of my ethos. It's mm. the, the, the flavor needs to come first, which is something I really picked up. Yeah. And because they were produce driven, they would use everything that was in season at the time, which is something that's come back full circle in our own space at Salsafi because it's yeah. it's really, it's every every day on the drive to work, it's what's growing, what's around, what's springing, and yeah. and it's something that's really like hit home. It's like, make it delicious. And is it fresh? Is it seasonal? Is it now? Which has been the start of our sort of journey of, Hyper local, hyper sustainable.
0: Yeah. Making it look as beautiful as this. I mean, I'm almost too scared to eat what I'm about to taste because they, they look like food works of art. Ryan, uh, you know, there have been a lot of people quite critical of fine dining, saying, particularly post COVID and the current financial circumstances, it's, it's overblown, it's too much, it's, its day has come and gone. And then you look at something like this and think its day will never go. Uh, I mean, the artistry in creating a dish like this is so special. How do you feel about the concept of fine dining today?
1: I think fine dining will never die because I think it's at the end of the day, everybody, everybody's in search of that experience. You know, everybody wants to be taken care of. Everybody, everybody craves a bit of luxury and, and a bit of like self care. And I think sustainable fine dining is the epitome of exactly that. I think, I think that's where I think the world where overpriced, underpaid staff that those days yep. are definitely dying. And I think we're heading to an era where. Where, you know, sustainability really needs to start with the people working in the establishment. And it starts with the people in your kitchen. It starts with paying people what they do and giving them the, the right time off. And and from that, you can yep. build something that everyone is proud of. And, and you'll still see in five, ten years.
0: So, okay, I'm going to start tasting while you keep talking. And um, the, the thing I'm starting with, uh, I mean, is, tell me, not a thing, this beautiful, beautiful dish, which which looks like a little miniature Food bonsai, if I can call it that. What am I about to taste? And secondly, the green leaf that is the plate—is that edible?
1: So that is your. So w- what we've given you today is yeah. our our kitchen gifts lineup, which is the first thing that you get when you join sales fee, You sit yeah. down and and before before anything, before the menu, you get your kitchen gifts, which is basically our our, our way of saying thank you for choosing us, thank you for joining us. And they change all the time. And so what you've got at the very base, the green leaf is called perilla, which is a Korean shiso. Mm. And that is, it's, this is a sam. So it's a, it's a Korean street food snack. You pick the, the leaf up and you eat everything. On there, you've got a slow cooked pork jowl, which is basically the, the, the upper part of the cheek and neck area. And then we take mm. that, we smoke it for 12 hours, so it's really soft, really buttery, and it's got this beautiful deep flavor. And then with that, you've got a um, Korean, tofu, Korean tofu fermented dressing that we make. Mm. So it's, like, really spicy but clean, and it's fresh, and it's zingy. Mm. And then we finish that off with a little bit of lime just to sort of clean up the palate.
0: That's why I'm loving it so much. I love lime. But that, that leaf has got an almost minty yeah. element to it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's mm. part of the – it's like a um, Korean mint, like, nettle family. Absolutely one of my beautiful. Favorite and
0: as, uh, there's a little hint of spice, but very gentle heat coming mm. through. And then that lime, as you said, just clearing the palate and making everything in my mouth set off fireworks. So that's your little gift to say, Welcome, we're so glad you're here. Followed by another one, which looks like a little. It's almost like a, a, a duvet on top of, of, a, of a toast bed with beautiful <laughs> little, uh, I mean, microgreens of some sort. What am I about to taste here, right?
1: So that is our play on a uh, beef and cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. So you've got a Teff cracker. And then on top of that, you've got a uh, Stanford cheddar Catalan. And then you've got a red wine cured brisola, which we cure in our red oh, wine wow. cellar for 12 weeks. And then on top of that, you've got a um, soy pickled onion. And you've got micro, it's called salad burnet. Burnet, okay. it's like a, a ground cover herb that we grow which is quite um quite bold quite aromatic so the idea is that all three of these are are very punchy very very like big bold Mm. flavors and they it's 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 not even a teaser what's to come it's kind of like and welcome
0: i'm getting that beautiful cheese Mm. and i know i'm not supposed to make a noise eating but my producer told me i must crunch on the microphone (laughs) so i hope you heard that beautiful snap of the of the, the sort of underlying belly um and i love pickled onions but that one is subtle Mm. It's just there, and it's a perfect complement to the cheese. Okay, I'm in heaven here. Number three of my kitchen delights is what looks like a tiny,
1: maybe tortilla taco or had. taco.
0: Yeah, uh, is that fish inside? No, what am I looking at?
1: So that's completely vegetarian. That's mm-hmm. that's an ode to the poor cub. Uh, that it's a um, lentil flour on mm. that we take and we we fry, and inside that we've got a twelve week um, cured. We take limes, we slice them really thin, and we salt them for four weeks, and then we, we, we spice it up, and we turn it into a pickle using their own liquid. Mm. And then with that, you've got an apricot mibos, mm. which is uh, dried apricots That's that we rehydrate, is. and there's a light spice to it. And then we finish that with a dahi, which is a hung yogurt, which is sort of your fatty element coming through there, and it just it, it binds everything together.
0: It's, it's like a miniature papadam with, with a touch of the fruity, achari, spicy taste inside, and then little pops of flavor. Okay, so, I mean, if that's what sets the tone for the meal... I can understand why people would stay and never leave right how I mean how does the dining experience at Salzby work is it an a la carte or is it a set menu or are there both options
1: so we have two options we've mm-hmm. got the reduced menu which is a six course menu okay. and the idea with that is you there's a few choices so you come in there's there's one or two set courses and then you kind of if you're not if you're not overly hungry you're not there for a full four hours and you want a sort of quicker fast experience with a bit of choice then you order the reduced menu and you choose your your hot starters and then we have the chef's menu which is a sort of the one to come for it's like the the occasion. If it's an anniversary or okay. birthday or Monday or Tuesday, just you know, and you want to spoil yourself, then that's what you want to do. There's no nothing to think about. Sit in, put your seatbelt on, and then let us do everything else for you.
0: It sounds absolutely. I mean, if, if the if the little kitchen gifts or anything to go by, you're in for the most spectacular experience. Now, uh, is that all paired with wine, or is is there an option to to do a wine pairing with it if you want?
1: So we've got two different mm-hmm. wine options. We've got the the boutique pairing, and then we've got the gem pairing. The the idea is that the boutique pairing it's sort of um small scale producers Mm -hmm. wines you've never heard of things that things that you would wouldn't come come across in your day-to-day and then you've got your sort of gem pairings which is small batch vintages that we we actively seek out from suppliers and we and we find special vintages and it's like the it's the creme de la creme it's a Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the most expensive wine but it's definitely the best of what south africa has to offer and both pairings are like proudly South African pairings, and it's, it's very much about the, the discovery of what South Africa has to often offer.
0: If you've already had this experience and you want to tell us what your favourite dish on the menu was, please pop me a voice note or a WhatsApp to oh seven two five six seven one five six seven. Do you have a favourite dish that that you can't let go off the menu? That if you, I mean, I know you change the menu seasonally and regularly, but if if somebody came to South Africa and didn't find dish x on the menu it would be like going to la colombe and not finding the tuna on uh tuna in the tin um it be, there would be a, a riot i There'd think be a do riot you have a dish outside. like
1: that i think um our langoustine dish is fast becoming Ooh. that but i mean for me because because i'm quite young i, I think that it's very important that a restaurant keeps evolving so mm. i don't i don't like the idea of signatures but okay. i do think that our our langoustine dishes. I think if I'd take it off, I would have a few uh, death threats.
0: So highly sought after, shall we yeah, say? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but I love your approach of keeping it interesting and keeping it different, which I mean also means that obviously people come back to try what's new. How often are you changing the menu?
1: So the menu, the menu is under constant evolution, but we huh? never change the full menu at a time. You know, so as the seasons change, so ingredients change, and and with that, things come in and things go out, and that's and that that is always the the sort of stemming of changing a dish. It's never it's never to say so okay, cool. It's time to change everything it's like ooh, these are in season yeah so I, at the moment we've got quince's coming in okay. and obviously all your summer berries are on their way out so at the moment we're playing a lot with quince and sort of the it's so that's when quince start coming in you know that summer is sadly to it's say over. it's, it's yeah. on its way out mm. so that we're playing with at the moment we're also playing with um, mutton because I've, okay. I've never seen mutton on a on a sort of fine dining um menu, menu so yeah. for me that's a massive challenge it's something that i'm trying to wrap my head around um, so that's, that's basically the, the start. It's, it's the search of something new. It's looking at the same thing with new eyes every day that, that starts us changing the menu all the time.
0: Love it. Okay, so as we are officially starting to head into autumn, look out for the quinces. And I'm sure to follow thereafter all kinds of fun things to do with citrus influences as we go into winter proper. So it's a really good time to be visiting. Ryan, um, you're here on a Monday, which tells me you're not at work in the kitchen on a Monday. Uh, what days and times uh, is the restaurant open?
1: So we trade from Tuesday through to Sunday, Tuesday to Sunday, lunch, and Tuesday to Saturday, dinner. So six days a week, lunch and dinner, except for Sundays.
0: Okay, and if somebody wants to make uh, a reservation, which I hope they'll do on the back of this interview, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, Dime plan. On Dime plan, Look us up okay. on Dime plan, and yeah, it's the easiest, most convenient way to make a booking.
0: And super convenient for uh restaurant and... Diner because it keeps everybody in touch and updated on details. Okay, so look for them on dine plan. Salsify, spelled S A L S I F Y. Now, I'm going to show my ignorance. You've got to remind me what that reference is. It's a herb of some sort, isn't it? Salsify. Yeah, so
1: yeah. It's, it's a vegetable. A vegetable. So okay. it's, it's a vegetable. It's a forgotten vegetable. It's a medieval vegetable. It is, in, it looks like a carrot. Yeah. I would say in terms of it's it's it grows underground and it's uh, long and it's got a dark brown skin and it's very. Um, sandy and then you peel it back and it's like this beautiful pearlescent white color but the trick is it's quite a difficult um vegetable to get anything out of when you cook it because i mean you need to know how to treat it and then it tastes like a mix between a jerusalem artichoke a potato and oyster it's it's crazy okay um so the we we call the restaurant salsify because the first time i walked into the roundhouse it was like a salsify it was like this like run down forgotten gem and you, we had to peel back the layers to turn into something beautiful and that's that's how it got its name
0: and it kind of stuck i'm glad you went to Salsafi, not onion for the record <laughs> but there we go ryan it's been great to have you with us and thank you for the delicious lunch if that's anything to go by i'm going to rectify my mistake of not having visited Salsafy as quickly as i can ryan cole is the head chef at Salsafy restaurant you can make your booking right now on dine plan